everybody. This is John David Mann, co-author of the Go-Giver series with my buddy Bob Berg and of the Steel Fear, Cold Fear series with Navy SEAL Brandon Webb. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, I just want to tell you, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good buddy, Scott Ferguson. All right, let's do this. Let's level up. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and we're at episode 300, kind of a milestone for us. And we're going to bring on just a phenomenal guest here, Mr. John David Mann. New York Times bestselling co-author of the Go-Giver series uh, with Bob Berg. And he's also uh, co-authored a few books with Navy SEAL Brandon Webb, uh, Cold Fear and his, I'm sorry, Steel Fear and his new one, Cold Fear. Uh, just fantastic reads. Uh, you're, there's going to be a book giveaway at the end, so make sure you listen for that. And I have a, you know, kind of a bucket list here on this interview with John and it's, uh, you know, life goals is you want to collaborate with somebody um, in writing a parable or a novel. And I have it on that bucket list of someday earn that uh, accolade to be able to write one with John. But the knowledge nuggets he drops about finding that passion, taking action on it, and just overall leveling up your life while doing it with someone that you love and doing it well. So without further ado... Here's my really good friend, John David Mann. Let's level up. Time to shine today. Podcast Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and we're a milestone for me and our squad here. Uh, we're episode 300, and I am blessed and highly favored to bring on somebody. Kind of a life goal of mine is I'm writing my first book um, and going to get it out there and be able to possibly collaborate with this gentleman going in the future sometime if I can prove myself. And he is the co-author of one of my books that I consider it not religiously, but like a Bible for uh, business and just for life in general that he co-wrote with my friend Bob Berg, uh, the Go-Giver series. And uh, John is a fantastic human being. His name is John David Mann. And I am so stoked and blessed to have John on. He's a co-author of 30 plus books, including the New York Times and national bestsellers. His classic, The Go-Giver, co-authored with Bob Berg, has sold over 1 million copies. His first novel, Steel Fear, co-authored with former Navy SEAL Brandon Webb, was nominated for a Barry Award. And Brandon Webb, it's funny, is like we both served on the USS Kitty Hawk just at different times. And me and John had a fantastic conversation about the uh, about the hawk, the uh, the battle cat, or my color, the shitty kitty. I think it's a bunch of different names we have on her, but she's uh, <laughs> mine. I'm allowed to talk about her, but nobody else is, um, unless you've served on her with me. And That's right. John, thank you so much for coming on the show. Please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Uh, my favorite color is blue, and right. I don't, I can't tell you why, but I remember. Um, my my mom's blue one-piece swimming suit when I was a kid going to the beach. Yeah. And I just remember that blue as being like the color of heaven. Wow. Wow. That's it's it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> and I am looking at the Atlantic Ocean right now. So it's uh blue is kind of in my color wheel as long, as well as in yours. That's yeah. fantastic. So again, man, I, I'm super blessed to bring you on. And it's just amazing. And it is life goals. I mean, you can see my vision board. There's a picture of the go-giver there. And my ah, parable that I'm writing, the listener, um, is out there, and it's uh, it, it's fun. I've learned so much. Good about, title. 
what you, yeah, thank you. And hey. so, John, can we get into just a little bit of the roots of where you kind of started and leveled up to the point where you're selling over a million copies of The Go-Giver, collaborating with people like Brandon Webb and others as well out there? Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I did not start out to be a writer. Uh, it was never like a goal. I love goals, but I'll be honest, all the best things in my life have happened not as a result of my having them as a goal, but as gifts from I don't even know where, gifts from heaven, gifts from left field. Um, and so becoming a writer has been a gift for me. I started out as a cellist, as a musician, classical wow. composer. I was a prize-winning composer at the age of 13. Um, music was my life. I think in music. Music is my native language. My, my dad was a musician. My mom was a musician. My brothers are both musicians. And then I got involved in a lot of other careers. I, I was in sales. I was in retail sales. I was in networking for many years, made some money there. I was, I was in education. I started a high school when I was in high school. Um, in fact, when I was 17, I dropped out of high school and started my own high school and uh, then, went, then went back to it as on the faculty, as a teacher there. Okay. Um, and, you know, we had our graduates go to places like Yale and Harvard, and it was, it was a very successful school. Um, but everything I did, I always seemed to be the guy who was editing the newsletter or editing the poster or editing the interview in the, in the paper or whatever. So I, I've been editing all my life. And I, for, for probably 20 years, I edited articles for business journals, which is how I met Bob Berg. I edited wow. his stuff. And, uh, and he loved my editing. He said, who is this guy? Man, he makes my stuff better than, than I make my stuff. And, uh, and then we finally collaborated on The Go-Giver, Bob and I. And okay. The Go-Giver was, he, he called me up and said, I got, a, I got an idea for a book, but I don't need you to edit it. I need you to write it with me because it's not, I don't know how to do this kind of book. We're like its parents. And, um, uh, you know, people who know Endless Referrals will recognize a mm. lot of Bob in The Go-Giver. Yeah. People who know my leadership letters from my, my, my life in sales leadership before will recognize a lot of my stuff in the go-giver. It's just, it, it's us. And we created this friendship and we've, we've been together ever since. Um, wow. So, yeah. So when you're setting the, the, the stage with an author, is there, do you, I have to ask you, is it their ideas that you put into stories or is it both of you guys collaborating and then coming up an agreement how to write it? Because I, I have been wanting to ask you that. Yeah, yeah. it's a great question. And, and I, the answer is it completely depends on the book. Like, for example, I've written a number of memoirs. Uh, when I connected with Brandon Webb, my Navy SEAL friend who served on the Kitty Hawk, as you know, mm -hmm. and before that on the USS Abraham Lincoln, which is relevant to steel fear. Mm -hmm. um, the first book Brandon and I did was his memoir, The Red Circle. And that was a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. And that was where Brandon and I clicked. Well, I'm writing his story. Right. So I'm writing his story. Now, I'm rewording it all. I'm making it up. I'm kind of, I'm putting it on the page. Okay. So it's a lot of the, you know, the sentences are mine, um, but it's it's his story. So that that's my job in I a memoir. Okay. With The Go-Giver, it's it's like 50% Bob's material and 50% mine. It just It's an amalgam. The, the voice of the go-giver isn't Bob's or mine. It's, it's its own. It's a whole new invention. Wow. Now, with Cold Fear, with the novels, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole right. new deal. Um, and, you know, 
we'll, well, we'll talk about that, but that's, yeah. I pour myself into those novels. That's, that's kind of like, I feel like I've arrived at, at where I've been headed all these years. Sure. It, when, when you're writing the novel, is it because there's different, because within the, the go-giver, you know, with Ponder and whatnot, like you, you have different scenes, but it, there's like a flow to it where the novel, and I'm not going to ruin anything with steel fear, but the, the twist at the end was, was fantastic, you know, with the person that they found out who it actually was. Yeah. Um, and it hit me out of left field, but there's different stages. It's almost like it was like watching a movie with him yeah. going and, and the way that you explain the stuff in the Navy going on the fan tale and, and, and yeah. whatnot. Um, is it different because there's a different flow where with the go-giver is just one person, different people he's talking to, you know, from the real estate agent to, to whatnot. Yes. Yes. The five laws of strategy or success. <laughs> but is there, is that the difference in between the novel and the parable? That's a great question too. Cause they're, they are, they are similar. There's an overlap and not a lot of people see that um, a parable to me is like a stripped down novel like a mini novel sort of. Mm. Um, and the real difference is just in the amount of depth and detail. Um, and so it, it, in the go-giver, Joe, what color is his hair? You don't know. I don't know. What color are his eyes? What's his last name? We don't even, doesn't matter because you don't need a lot of detail for the story to work right. in, in uh, a novel. Man, you need all this rich description. You, of course, the aircraft carrier in Steel Fear or in mm. Cold Fear, it's Iceland. You need all this environmental description. It's rich. It's just it's 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 in depth. But um, the the go giver, as you say, follows this one guy who meets all these different people. Right. But then you then you go to you know the, there's other go giver books. The go giver influencer. Oh, there you go. Dog food, and, baby. And that one, dog food, man. Yeah. And if you follow that, each chapter is from a different point of view. The first chapter is Jackson's point of view. Right. Next chapter, you're following through Jillian's eyes. Next right. chapter, Jackson. So that's more like in Steel Fear and in Cold Fear, when you when you there are three different characters or or more, and you and the 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 chapters flip and alternate, and whose point of view you're seeing it. So there's something novelistic about those parables that I really, really enjoyed. In a way, that was my first taste of what it must be like to write a novel. Wow. It, it, and so I got, I got to take a quote out of the the influence, the go-giver influencer. And I, I just want to know who kind of comes up with it when you're co-writing something. Like when the, I believe it was the, I don't want to say the, the coach. Um, most of coaching is just removing the stuff that gets in the way and reminding them of what they wanted to do in the first place. And that's how I coach. Okay. That nailed me. Was it yeah. a, a collaboration to come up with? Because I got quotes upon quotes of it. I mean, I can go in the contract of the natural negotiation. The first clause is this master your emotions. I got yeah. notes upon notes in that book. That's how I read. I highlight and I go back yeah. and I pop my notes. Is that a collaboration between say you and Bob and how that, how, how that comes about? How that works with Bob is I, I mastermind the writing process. So, sure. you know, I, I do, in a sense, I do all the writing, which is to say, I, I it's my fingers on the keyboard sure. that writes the draft. When I'm writing, I know Bob really well, and I've read his material, sure. and I've, you know, I've heard him. And, and right. you edited so forth. him. Right. Yeah. right, right. I edited him. So in the case of The Influencer, our intention was to take his book, Adversaries into Allies. Mm-hmm. 
and take that basic concept and some of that material and, and render it as a go-giver parable. But the thing about uh, uh, what was the, the, the first principle of, of natural coaching is master your emotions, master yes. your emotions. That's Bob. That's right out of adversaries and allies. Right. I, I could pick through every, every quote you got from those books. Today. Oh, that was Bob. Oh, that was me. Oh, that was Bob. Oh, wow. that was me. Because I'll, I'll be writing along in the story and go, oh, this thing that Bob said, that would go really well right here. Mm. Sticks got in it. there. Um, so it's it's a mix. It's a mix of the two. Love that. It, by the way, same with uh, the novels. There'll be stuff that I've heard Brandon say, or I've heard one of his SEAL teammates say, because I've been with Brandon for over 10 years. Right. I'm writing the novel, and I'll take this thing that this colleague of Brandon said and says, oh, that would click right in here. Wow. Um, while I'm while I'm writing the narrative and writing the dialogue and doing the character development. It's wow. really fun. It's like it's like being a, uh, I don't know, a DJ. No. In, in, Orchestra in, conductor. In, in piecing it together in a sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, and doing it the right way and for it to make sense to a reader where they're entertained, where because I've read you before and I, you know, like when you you nailed it with, you know, what colors is hair and stuff like that. I mean, I'm like nothing John's ever wrote really before got this detailed into yeah. the characters like the Master Chief that you wrote in Cold Beer was yeah. like the Master Chief that I freaking served with. <laughs> right. And Brandon it, told me about a, a chief he, he uh, served with who. He used to um, he used to he chew tobacco, right? And then he'd spit the tobacco juice into his coffee coffee <laughs> cup. And then later, as they're sitting there talking, later he's taking a sip of his coffee. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! And oh. that now Chief Jackson doesn't do that, but right. I had that guy in mind when I wrote Chief Master Chief Jackson. Wow! <laughs> well, and, and I love it. It seems like you pulled some. I don't even know if you wrote it, but a book that's really helped me write. It was I think it's the techniques of the selling writer. It's it's from 1972 know. by Dwight Swain, and like what you're saying mm -hmm. right now sets the scene for everything that goes forward. I, I really appreciate you sharing because these are knowledge nuggets that you know I'm selfishly going to help me squad. If you're listening out there, if yeah, you're man. an inspiring writer, it's going to help good. you as well. But John, let me let me ask you something. When, when a writer starts to start to put a book together and whatnot, what, what do you think their biggest blind spot might be as they're starting to write? I, I don't know if this is exactly a blind spot, but I think that the biggest stumbling block, let's say, okay. is, uh, is the impulse to correct yourself, the Im impulse to edit yourself. You start writing and, and you know, you get one sentence and you go, oh, that's crap. Or, or you know, oh, I can say it better. Oh, you start to cross it out. And that, that, I think that's, that urge, that impulse has killed more, has smothered more aspiring writers in the cradle than anything else. Wow. Um, this, the, the second thing is, I think is, is the, and this is related, is the, the, the feeling that's got to be good, that's got to be golden. It doesn't have to be golden. It doesn't have right. to be good. When you start writing, it's actually going to be kind of crummy and that's okay. Sure. When I start writing, it's crummy. And that's mm. it. When I start writing Steel Fear or Cold Fear, it's just like I wouldn't I wouldn't punish my worst enemy by showing them this stuff that I'm writing. It's terrible. Right. But that's how you start. That's right. How, so really, it's 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 just getting your ideas in the page and and getting them out there, trusting that you're going to go back and you're going to fix it. You're going to make it better. You're going to sift and sort and edit and and and, you know. Wow. Hey, it's the it's the first law of natu natural negotiation, right? Master your emotions. One hundred percent. And it, with me, 
it's like, I just, you know, as somebody that I, I respect that wrote another book that like Fergie, just throw up all over your keyboard, just get mm-hmm. whatever's in you out. And then like you right. said, be disciplined to go back and, and maybe find that story that's in there and, and get going. I, I love it that somebody at your level says, when I first start writing, sometimes it's crummy. And that is huge. That's it is. Huge. It is. So it is. Then have you seen the movie? I, I have to ask a little bit about you because I, I know that you're, uh, I don't have you for that long, but have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Oh, absolutely. All okay. of them. Yeah. Let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to the double deuce, the 22 year old John David Mann. What kind of knowledge nuggets might you drop on him? Not to change anything because you're fantastic, but to maybe shorten a learning curve, blast through or level up maybe just a little quicker. Um, there's a line from a book I, that I wrote with a friend. We, we lost scene where I mm-hmm. answered that question. What, what, oh, sorry. What uh, was the line to that book again? There's, is a a line book that I've that hasn't been published yet actually. Okay. The guy says, I know what I'd I'd say to my my 20-year-old self. I'd say um more faith, less confidence. Um <laughs> I, I, wow. I think that I would I would tell my my 22-year-old self um to have complete faith in what I what I want to do, mm. but stay open to other people's advice not be so cocksure of myself Um, and, and listen to people who've been there, people who've gone down that road. Uh, I don't think I was a good listener when I was 22. I had, and I think as a result, (laughs) I took a lot, my life took a lot of hard knocks that maybe didn't need to take. Thank you for being transparent with that. And, and, you know, I call it faith it till you make it, not, you know, fake it till you make it. Cause a lot of times faking it, the confidence and, Stuff like that, it shows through as arrogance sometimes. Yes. You know, but when you're faith it you make it and believe and you get your asking gear and ask people when you're in a situation that you can't, because that's a, one of the chapters in my book is yeah. get your asking gear and, and being able to yeah. be hum, humble enough to ask for that assistance. I love it. I love it. So, how do you want your dash remembered, John? That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and your death date. Hopefully it's way down the line, but how do you want your dash remembered? Um, I would say, you know, number one, he made a difference. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, assume it was a positive difference. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, he made a difference. He made a difference. Um, that's I what I've always it. wanted to do. And you are. I mean, it's you are people are over a million people have read the one red book, you know, and then and what you're putting out there, not only is it entertaining, but I love it that there's leadership principles in a freaking novel. You know what I'm saying? It was like, wow, I'm like, what leadership principles? Because I've read uh, other books that you wrote with uh, Mastering Fear, I believe, with with, uh, Brandon. Brandon. And and it's it's like, how is he going to turn leadership into a novel? But there was so many that the character had from how to deal with other people's uh, emotions with the, the lady jet fighter um, that was going through losing her friend. And, and I, again, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but like how he handled yeah. and navigated the, the metaphorical waters. I, I love that. So John, what do you think maybe people misunderstand the most about you? What do you misunderstand? Uh, 
I'm not sure how to answer that question. What do people misunderstand about me? Um, they think that other people wrote all my books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so a, a lot of people never heard of me. Um, they think, you know, they think Go Giver, that's Bob Burr. Um, yeah. the, the Brandon Web books, that's Brandon. Um, and they don't realize people often don't see, don't, aren't aware of what comes after the end. Right. Right. So, you know, the one minute manager is written by Ken Blanchard and Spencer Johnson. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, you know, wasn't just Ken Blanchard. So how does that work? I mean, we're, we're men. We have egos. How does that work with your ego? Um, it's challenging because I, I want people to know, um, you know, I want uh, I, I'm, I'm I love my my uh, my books. I love them like my children. Sure. You know, I just I just care about them so much. I don't understand people who say um, I, actors who say I, I never watch my own movies. Really? Right. You never watch your own movies? If I made movies, I would watch them because sure. and and, and uh, authors who say I never read my own books. I don't understand that at all. I right. love my books. If I didn't love them, I wouldn't write them. That's amazing. I so I, yeah. I, I, of course, I want people to know I wrote this. I wrote sure. this. Yeah. Um, it's not entirely a matter of ego, but you're right. It, it's ego, but it's also just it's it's closing the circle. Sure. It's I. There's nothing more satisfying, more fulfilling than hearing from readers and yeah. getting in dialogue with readers. Yeah. And that's why I'm on this book tour right now. I'm here in Texas on a book tour for Cold Fear. Mm. And um, it's the most satisfying thing for an author there is, is hearing from readers. If readers don't know I wrote the book, then that we never get to close that circuit. Oh, I love it. That That's transparent. It, there's really no ego in that. It's like a like recognition's nice and it's fun, but you're also getting feedback during that. Time. Yeah. And if people know, then you're, yeah. you're able to get that feedback. That's, that's excellent. So, John... What if anything keeps you up at night? It's so funny. Um, story problems. Um, you know, three in the morning, I'll be thinking, how how get on the boat? How does he get on the boat? Right. How does he know where the boat is? I, I, I'll, I'll be doing this stuff in my head. But nothing keeps me up at night in terms of worrying. I don't good. worry. Good, good. How about what, what then would be your definition of a life well lived? You know, I, a life well lived to me is, here's my definition of success. Is, is doing what you were put here to do, which by the way, I don't think anybody else was put here to do. I think you are, you are unique. So doing what you were put here to do with someone you love and doing it well. And those, those, three, those three ingredients, you know, for uh, uh, Scott, you know, for decades, my definition of success was always something that was in the future. Right. I was very future driven. The thing I love about this definition is that I can have all those things right now, right here today. Yes, I love it. Is is some of that what you just said in the Go Giver Marriage? I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, I, just, I um, saw the do with someone you love. I just didn't know because I, I haven't mean, read well, it yet. It's on my reading. Something you love is all over the Go Giver Marriage. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. I you love know, it. there's there's a line that's very similar in the Go Giver Marriage, which is there's a question that's asked: What is the purpose of marriage? And I, I'm not going to give the answer because that drives yeah, kind of the whole don't. story. Okay. But um, but it's it is yeah, it's a it's a central part of the book, the Go Giver Marriage. That's right. Love it. You love it. Love it. And that all those books are going to be in my in the show notes squad. Time to shine today. 
podcast first squad we are back and john i i will meet you one day it's on a life goal of mine and we're going to sit down and enjoy a meal and we'll probably talk 15 20 minutes maybe about each one of these questions hopefully but you got five seconds to answer with no explanation are you ready to go i don't know i guess will i ever yeah, be ready for something you. like that <laughs> let's level up john what is the best leveling up advice you've ever received the best leveling up advice i've ever received yes sir S- stay open to good advice Yes. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to success. I'm I'm thorough. Love it. Love it. And so other than your 30 plus books you've written, if you saw me walking kind of down the street, man, Fergie looks like he's in his doldrums a little bit. What other book might you hand me that maybe shaped you a little bit? The Dip by Seth Godin. Okay. Great. Great. I love it. First time it's ever been said when I asked and I love that you said that. John, when you text, if any, is there any emoji you you like to use the most? I use colon hyphen parenthesis (laughs) a lot. I mean, it's the old-fashioned smiley face. What can I tell you? Love it. Just checkers or Monopoly? Oh, checkers. I mean, I was supposed to say chess, but I said checkers. No explanation. Gotcha. Go-to ice cream flavor? Vanilla. Me too. Awesome. So there is a, a sandwich called the JDM. What's on that sandwich? Ha <laughs> Smoked salmon, uh, thin sliced red onion, pickled if possible. Uh, and there's probably some mustard involved. You like capers on that too? Capers, please, would be lovely. Awesome. Great. Good stuff. Favorite charity uh, and organization you like to give your time or money to? Anything that involves taking care of, of um, uh, dogs, pets, Fur animals. babies. Love it. Thank you for saying that, man. I got to adopt a little pit bull. He's sitting here right now. Love You've it. You've read The Go-Giver Influencer. You know the answer to that, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Last question. You can elaborate some on this one, John, but what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Uh, I'm going to say the 1870s. <laughs> wow, okay. You know, man, I am such a classical music guy. And, really? Uh, okay. I am. It's like it's in my head. It's uh, Bach is in my head. Beethoven's in my head. Brahms is in my head. Bartok is in my head. Oh. Uh, Philip Glass is in my head, and he's still alive. So, okay. you know, this st- stretches yeah. over centuries. But uh, otherwise, the honest answer to your question: What can I tell you? Sixties. Come there on. You go. Love it. Love it, man. So, are you, you think you'll ever go back to the music? Like any um, more? Yes. Or, or what do you think? I do. I think okay. I will. I don't think I will go back to concertizing. I used to play cello professionally. I don't think I'm going to go back to that professionally, but I do think I'm going to go back to composing music nice. when I'm in my 80s. I'm going to compose love choral it. music. I love it. it. And tell us a little bit about the new book here, Cold Fear. That, yeah. That's come out. So Cold Fear is the sequel. It's book two. In the in the Finn series, and there will be more. I'm writing book three right now. Okay, but you don't have to have read the first book for this book to work. Um, okay. it, it is a standalone book, and Steel Fear, the first book, followed Chief Finn, this damaged, traumatized Navy SEAL with memory issues, mm-hmm. um, followed him stalking a serial killer on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Uh, not the Kitty Hawk, but the Lincoln. Okay. Uh, by the end of that book, Finn realizes he's being accused of war crimes that he didn't commit. At least he doesn't think he did. Right. But he can't remember. 
Right. So in, in Cold Fear, now he's a fugitive from the law in Reykjavik, Iceland. Mm. And hence this frozen lake I'm standing in. I love it. And, uh, and he's looking for answers. Being stalked by a former SEAL teammate who is now retired in a contract killer. And mm. one of the most sociopathic, bizarre creatures I ever wrote. I, I love that you continued Finn's story because yeah. I wanted to reach into the book and punch somebody in the mouth because the way it ended, I was like, who <laughs> is there? And that's all I'm going to say for the people who got to read Steel Fear. You're going to say at the end, be like, who is there? The way you ended it, you know, and it's just amazing, amazing, amazing. So we're going to have a, a book giveaway with Cold Fear. Uh, that will be on time to shine today's or time to shine today's dime. Uh, that we're going to have a good friend John here, Han, John Hancock. It will get it out to you. But first person that puts JDM in any of the uh, social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, uh, anywhere across any of the social media profiles, I will make sure that you get that book sent out to you. And John, if you could do me one last solid and leave us with. One last knowledge nugget we can take with us, internalize, and take action. Yeah, I think that you know there's a secret to success in writing, which I think to some extent is a secret to success in in living, which is to, that you need to have be able to appreciate paradox. You need to have the arrogance of a teenager and the humility of a Buddhist monk. Believe in yourself, but also know that you don't know. Wow. So arrogance of a teenager and and what of a Buddhist monk? The humility, humility. Man, that's that's strong. That's that's life to live on. You know, um, that that's awesome. So, squad, we literally had a, a fun conversation that I've been waiting three hundred episodes to get out to you uh, with my good friend here, John David Mann, who you know grew up loving music and he's going to go back to it. And he didn't start out being a writer. You know, it was never really a goal of his. You know, but it came from a higher power, whether it's your God or your creator. He has that. You know, I, I have a feeling that with all his writings, he might end up being a prize winning composer, even bigger prizes moving on down the line. You know, he met Bob Berg. He was editing Bob's stuff and Bob wanted to collaborate with him. And thank God he did, because The Go-Giver is an absolute must read. And he says, if you find yourself in, in a writing trance, if you will, stumbling, trying to edit yourself and critique yourself, he tells you that more good books, possible good books, have been killed by trying to do that. And he wants you really just to maybe throw up all over your keyboard, get it out there. But he also said, have the discipline to go back, to look at it, edit it, and fix it. And if not, get help with somebody. There's some great editors out there that will help you around. You know, he, yeah. he said that he would say more faith and less confidence. You know, like we say, faith it till you make it. Be open to others' advice. Or like my good friend Leah Woodford said, get your asking gear. He's going to be remembered as someone that made a serious positive difference. He's planting trees that he's probably never going to sit in the shade of because of what is writing. It's so engaging, so fun. And there's always great principles within there. You know, he wants to remind us to do what you were put here to do with someone you love. And most of all, do it well. You know, and the secret to success is to have that paradox of a, appreciate the paradox of having the arrogance of a teenager, but the humility of a Buddhist monk. And that's what my good friend John does. He levels up his health. He levels up his wealth. He's humble, yet he's hungry. He's very transparent. He's shared a lot. You've earned your varsity squad letter here. 
today at, at Time to Shine today, Mr. John. And thank you so much for coming on. Again, I'm so highly blessed and highly favored to have you on, my friend. Thank you so much. What a phenomenal summary that was. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. Take, take care, John. Have a great day. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, Real Estate Excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, Let's level up. It's our time to shine.